Hey, welcome back to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast. We are talking about housing stagflation here in 2022. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome back. I'm Joe Brown with the Tom J. Krieger team, the head of the marketing division, and I'm here with Tom Krieger himself, uh, sharing you his 40 years plus of real estate experience. Um, now we're going over something. I'm going to bring up the dictionary here for us. It's called a portmanteau. Smog is a portmanteau. Motel is a portmanteau. It's taking two separate words and making a single word. Stagflation, stagnant inflation. So we haven't really seen this since the 70s. Is that right? I wasn't born then, but 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 let me know. Well, I was, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, stagflation, it's an economic phenomenon that is defined by periods with, uh, you know, like considerable inflation like we're having right now and little to no growth and in some areas, high unemployment. So like in the housing industry, we're seeing stagflation. The increase in the cost to buy the goods, the lumber, the electrical wiring, the plumbing fixtures, the paint, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And we're seeing very little growth because we can't produce that many new construction homes because of the supply chain issue. So the product, the gross product of housing is not increasing enough to offset the inflation of the materials used to build the house. Okay, so that's where we have little growth and then high unemployment. And now that's interesting. When we think of unemployment, we think of people not able to work and they're getting checks. In the housing industry, it's high unemployment because they can't find the skilled workers. Gotcha. Okay, um, there was an article that talked about skilled workers. It's been over a decade since we've had an abundant amount of skilled workers, not only in the housing industry, but in construction in general. You know, Joe, there the old apprenticeships that they used to have, like the carpenters, the electricians, the plumbers, okay, there's not as many people in those apprenticeship programs that are really wanting to be in those types of programs, okay? Yeah. Some people get into those programs, but their their heart isn't into it, right? Sure. But it used to be when I was younger, like, you know, the dinosaurs roamed the earth at that time. But if you wanted to be a plumber, you wanted to be a plumber. It was something you, your dad did or somebody in the family did. If you wanted to be an electrician, you wanted to be an electrician. Right. It wasn't only a job, it was almost a calling to people. Nowadays, we just don't see the volume of those people coming into those building trades. So that's where we're having the unemployment or underemployment of skilled labor in the housing industry, which is what's leading us to what we believe is stagflation. I see. I see. Yeah. Even my my grandfather and my dad were both electricians. Mm -hmm. And in my generation, we were told to go to college. Yep. So we weren't told to go to a trade school. We weren't told – we said – we were told that college was the pinnacle of where we need to be in education. And I think that is a product, in my opinion, of what we're seeing today. We're not seeing people go into the trades, even though these trades are paying out a lot of money. You can, you can have a great career as a plumber, as an electrician, HVAC, 
Uh, so I will highly encourage, I don't know how big my voice is here, but I will highly encourage uh, a young person going, considering going to college, maybe look at getting into a trades program. Absolutely. And part of the trade programs, and, and we are in Arizona, which is a right to work state, which I like, but I also grew up in the trades myself. I served an apprenticeship in a state that had unions, okay? And unions are good things if they police themselves. And right to work states are a good thing if they're done correctly. I really strongly urge people to look at building trades because not only are the wages really good, but the benefits that come with there. A lot of people don't realize in those building trades, part of your compensation package is your insurance, your health insurance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's more money for the contractor than what you get paid per week. Right. Okay. Right. So that's, that, that's where the unemployment is. I mean, uh, today, we're in the 1st of April. Today, it came out that 413,000 new jobs came into the economy. 19,000 were in the construction industry. They think, well, how can we have un unemployment in that? What we're talking about is high unemployment in the housing industry, because that's what we're discussing. Yeah, and, and we have seen uh, through the pandemic this entire time that housing be an anchor for the economy. Always has been, always will be. Yeah, and, and this, it was... There was no slow. We expected that we would have a slow, and builders sort of pulled back from production. Uh, the even the cabinet makers and, and hardware uh, makers of manufacturers were pulled back on some of the manufacturing, mm -hmm. but the demand increased within housing, especially within new builds because people weren't selling their resale home. So we saw a, just a huge demand, and it it kind of. Where we are, where we are now, with pushback build times being over well over a year, where it used to be six to eight months, maybe, and it's it's kind of an interesting place that we haven't really seen. And even the president of Dr. Horton says we're in the business of selling homes, and we can't sell them right. because there's none. Yeah. <laughs> we can't build them fast enough. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now, let's get you back to the podcast. Exactly. And, you know, obviously, we, COVID came into play in a lot of this, but it isn't the only thing. Sure. Okay. COVID ac accentuated some of the problems. Yeah. But what we really need to look at is where are we going, Joe? Where is it that we're going with housing stagflation? When will it break? When will this stop? How do we get this to stop? Yeah, yeah, you know? that's that's interesting. And we have one more point here of gross national product versus cost of goods. Right. What does that mean? So the cost of goods is what it costs you to buy the raw material to produce a product. So let's take a pencil. You gotta buy lead and you gotta buy wood, right? So those have a cost. Now you put those together through manufacturing and then you sell them. The selling of the pencil is the gross national product. So that's the gross sales, not okay. the gross sales minus the cost, it's the gross sales. So when we talk about the GNP, the gross national product, we're talking about all of the goods manufactured and sold in the United States. Okay, and that includes increased energy costs. Yes, it does. Which, which is a big factor right now. Which is a concern for a lot of people. I mean, and it's a concern for people who are environmental friendly. They're concerned about greenhouse gases. It's a concern for the mom and pop who are paying $85 for a tank of gas when they were paying $30. It's a concern for the farmer 
Ooh, the diesel fuel is so expensive. I can't charge $80 for a pound of potatoes, so I got to eat some of that. So the farmers aren't making as much profit. And in some cases, the farmers are making less money now than they were, and the prices of their product are almost doubled. Wow. Wow. Think that through. That's another stagflation aspect of it. Right, right. So hopefully we don't see this happening in other industries. Hopefully we can curb what is happening with inflation. Yep. And that is why we're seeing rising interest rates, yep. um, at least within our portion of the industry. The Fed raises interest rates as far as borrowing money goes, so that gets passed on to the consumer when you're buying a home. Which slows down the velocity of money, okay, which then slows down the inflation. You can expect, in my opinion, 50 basis point raise on the next one and 50 basis point raise on the next one and possibly 50 basis point on the third one. The, the Fed has got to slow this inflation down or it's going to be a major problem. Now, from the political aspect of it, um, politicians are going to want this stuff taken care of because guess what? They're up for election in November, right? <laughs> right. So all of a sudden they start caring. And I, I don't care what party it is. It's all the same. Guys, don't believe me. I, it's on both sides of the fence. Yep. Um, I, I hope that the Fed really, really, really tightens down the credit and the affordability and the government stops giving away money so that we can get people out into the workforce so we don't have this underemployed population and we can get the stagflation under control. Wow, there's some complicated issues here it is for complicated sure. And, and, and we're trying to keep it simple. Yep. Okay. Again, economics uh, are something that we as real estate agents need to pay attention to. It's where we're going, it's where our clients need to see what's happening. It's nice to walk into a house and talk about the furniture and the lights and the view and all that, but also as, as really good real estate agents, we should be sharing the economic forecasts and what our buyers and or sellers can expect in the future. Boy, yeah, yeah, that is the truth. So we have, if you need a great agent, we have a database of over 4,000 4, agents, yep. which we can call upon throughout the nation to help you out. So if you are listening in another state here or even another country, we can find a great agent and get you guys connected. Yeah, and if you just wanna talk about this cause you didn't quite understand it, down below will be the phone number. Pick the phone up and give us a call. I am more than happy to spend some time talking with anybody about this because I really want to see the, the American population and people buying homes not be taken advantage of by this. Yeah. Know what to do. Yeah. We'll have Tom's personal phone number and email. So you can reach out to him uh, by doing that. Yeah. And if you have any questions on this podcast, you can reach out to podcast at the tjkteam.com. And you can also go to our website, www.thetjkteam.com. There's some great resources on there as well. Um, we have it updated weekly as far as uh, articles like we're discussing now. And if you have any questions, please always feel free to reach out to us. We're not scary. We don't bite. We have great resources that we can send you to. So until next time, we will see you then. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. 
If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.